We're back. I don't even have a cool, you know, week as in the books intro for y'all because it's been too long. It's been like, what, two months since we've been We gone. got the whole season in the books. The whole season in the books, practically. But uh, we are back, and uh, as always, I'm joined by Justin the Commish. Uh, Justin, you know, we don't need to cover why the many reasons why you know the pod is gone, uh, but you know, we can talk about all the the great you know just fancy football action that happened in the league since we've been gone. There's a lot to catch up on. Yeah, it's been. Um... It's been a crazy year and, you know, we're going to talk about how much teams have moved since the last time we did the pod. At the same time, though, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like most of the teams have been doing what we thought they were going to do. Um, the teams that are at the bottom have kind of stayed at the bottom all season. Uh, some teams have kind of bounced back and some are kind of like uh, like Jim's team has kind of really taken a slow eventual like lead. Um, but yeah, looking at the rankings right now, there's less surprises than I would have thought for not doing the pod for two months. Yeah, there was a, it felt like there was a lot of bouncing around, um, you know, teams going down, some teams going up. Uh, but yeah, like looking at the overall rankings and stuff, I mean, we're, we're still talking about a lot of the same squads. Um, so, I mean, we'll get into that. We'll go over, you know, power rankings for week four and, you know, the upgrades and, since then um one question i have for you is like at week four you know we were we have this new three division thing uh which i think we're all been liking i've been definitely liking it um and we were talking about you know the the power division and how you know sleeper's tomb your your division was uh you know super powerful looking at your guys's records would you say that that is has been born truthful and that's why you guys are all mediocre records because you're beating the crap out of each other it's it's tough. Uh, so like right off the bat, I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, I like the smaller divisions. It feels like a lot more personal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I mean, you know, this is my fault for putting together such a beast of a division. But like my my schedule for the rest of the season, you know, not as gnarly because some of the teams have dropped off. Um, but I think more than that, it's frustrating seeing like the like your division's a great example where you have two great teams, you know, like a, an okay team and a bad team. Um, I I'm looking at you and Andrew, and I know that you guys have like a cake schedule the rest of the way out. You know, you guys are gonna have to play each other and somebody's gonna have to take the L, but it doesn't matter for the most part. Um, and that gets, you know, when we talked about the division, it was like, oh, well, you know, then you'll have a division lead out of each. That's not really what I'm focused on. Uh, It's frustrating looking at the wild card spots because some of these teams in the easier division are having like a much easier path to a while. Like your team is the one I keep thinking of. Like, it doesn't matter that Andrew is like dominating that division. You have such an easy path to a wild card spot because it's easier for you to like collect those wins than it would be if you were in our division, for instance. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't feel, I, I definitely think that, you know, like metrics wise, my schedule is probably the easiest, but I mean, like Brett's team's coming on. I know that Ryan wants to pull out another one. He doesn't want to go, you know, one in 13 or whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like super frustrating for like being in this position, definitely safe for the, the playoffs going, but just like not being able to catch Andrew all season long, like just, rooting for i mean i was so rooting for your division i called it the gauntlet 
And I was hoping, you know, I made it through, you know, two and two, and I was hoping that, you know, Andrew would get treated the same way. But uh, I think he went four and zero against you guys. Did he, did he beat you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just uh, not fun. Not fun chasing Andrew. I feel like I've done this like too many years in the past. So. So one thing we haven't been able to talk about because we haven't been doing the pod is, uh, you know, kind of the historic run that boomers are having here. Um, I keep waiting for the bottom to fall out. And, you know, they they have had a lucky schedule. They're not topping points or anything, but, um, you know, they, they do have a, a pretty good team and they're continuing to go. They're 10 and one right now. Uh, we've got three games left. What's the best record that we have? Is it 11 and two? I think it was Cox. 11 and two. Did Matt go 12 and one? No, it must have been eleven and two. A couple of years ago, Matt had a really good record, um, but yeah, uh, it would definitely tie at least you know the best that we've ever seen of it. Indy, no one loss. So yeah, I mean he's and he's gotten through the the tougher part of the schedule. Um, you guys still have to play each other one more time, right? Yeah, we play this week. Uh, definitely the matchup I've I've had circled on my calendar for like two months. Like I need to survive the rest of the league, and then Andrew, I'm coming back for you. Um, but yeah, so this week we'll find out, you know, if I have a chance of, of, of catching them, but damn dude, I'm scared of that IDP. That's the thing that, you know, it's like that, that's, I was kind of feeling like you, you were just mentioning like wait, waiting for the floor to drop out. Um, cause for me, it's just like IDP seems like a little bit more like variance and, but his IDP is just like putting up 20 burgers at like every time. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, this isn't going to last. And I mean, it has <laughs> all year. So, um, we have that kind of floor with like, you know, your IDP players putting up, you know, really good numbers like that. And then, you know, his, his roster is pretty solid. Uh, you know, his offensive guys aren't, aren't slouch, uh, slouches either. So I don't know. I'm scared of him. <laughs> Definitely getting it done. I didn't realize right now until right now, his loss was uh, week one. So he hasn't lost a game since the very first week of the season. So yeah, Andrew just dominating for 10 straight weeks, getting it done. Uh, just put up his highest score the season last week. Um, you know, he like I mentioned before, a little bit of luck. He went about three weeks where he was averaging about 140 points a game uh, and came away with three wins, which is, you know, not very likely, but um, there's been like an overall dip in scoring across the league just because of injuries and buys. So, um, you know, the the lower scores aren't that out of the ordinary. Um, I did notice that the NFL, they've got buys through week 14, right? Yeah. And there's some like, I mean, for me, big teams on by the Colts are on by. So uh, I need to wrap up my playoff spots before JT goes on, on by. But yeah, super late. Yeah, I was thinking about the impact of that. You know, it might be week 14 and you might be fighting for your life and we're, you know, we're uh, still dealing with buys. So yeah. um, I, I'm not going to have that problem. Uh, I checked my bye week schedule, but um, I would look at your schedule and maybe plan ahead because you do not want to be like dealing with major bye week stuff on week 14. I don't think there's a lot of teams on buy, but I would, I would go and look at it. Definitely check because I mean, that that's probably there's, you know, what, like six or seven teams right now in our league. Um that are vying for those, you know, four playoff spots or, or whatever. So um, definitely really important. I do got to rectify something. You brought up that um, Andrew lost week one and has gone on a 10, day, a 10 win streak since then. Uh, he lost a mega shark. Um, so he is actually a three and one on your division. He did not pwn sleepers to him. So there's our little in, in a uh, session correction. I beat our, uh, our, our worst team. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, lost I mean, our Matt, worst team. Sorry. 
but I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. Remember the, you know, I think by the, um, you know, week four or the last time we did the pod, you know, I'm pretty sure Matt was leading your division. You know, he was sitting on top. Uh, Jana was probably right there. Jana might've been taking the lead right, uh, you know, at that, that week or so, but yeah, they were the top two teams and ugh, that's like, you know, the big flip in your division, you know, their, uh, mid season downfalls. Yeah. My, my season's going to be pretty interesting. Um, this, the, the final three weeks, I'm really hoping for, you know, Jana and Lucinda to both lose. Uh, they're playing each other this week. So at least one of them has to lose, but man, I need both of them to lose a whole bunch of games. So kind of rooting a little bit for mega shark to maybe make a little bit of a push, um, to, to take them down so I can take that, um, that number one division, but you know, it's looking tough for my division. I was complaining about the wild card. It's going to be tough for us to get one of those, uh, first round buys as well. Um, just really cannibalizing our whole division and making it really tough for any of us to succeed. Uh, seems likely that, you know, whoever wins our division, it's unlikely that they're going to get a buy, um, so we're going to have to fight for it all the way through the end of the season. I don't know. That really depends. I mean, I like um, really, I mean, you and Lucinda, I think, have uh, the destiny in your hands, because if you guys, either of you go three and oh, you know, you obviously win that division. But, um, you know, you would need Jim to to go uh, even just two and one and then go for the tiebreaker. You're currently uh, two points above him. Uh, Lucinda's got a little bit more of a cushion above him, 46 points. Um, but I mean, that's not a bad position either. So it, I guess that's a cool thing about wrapping up the season, like with your, you know, playing your own division is you really get to like control your destiny and, and you've been, uh, you know, you took charge, uh, before the trade deadline. I don't know if we want to get into that right now, but, uh, you know, uh, making, making trades to make your team more powerful in this last, uh, little crunch when you're playing the teams that you need to lose the most. So. It's all in your hands. No pressure. Yeah, we can we can talk about the trade deadline definitely, but you know, I do want to point out though that Jim right now has a fifty six percent chance to get a first round buy. That's amazing. Um, so he's 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 looking a lot stronger than I mean, Lucinda is the next closest team, and she's got a sixteen percent chance yeah. um, to get that buy. So um, yeah, I've been you know I've been watching your team for you know a wild card spot because it looks like you're gonna you know knock uh a team out you know who's in that like six and six range um and then jim i've been looking at for the other like division lead to see what he's gonna do so you know there is a chance that he gets kind of beat up by his own division but you know i feel the same way about their division that i kind of do yours eric's been kind of middling um ashley's been hot and cold and then martin's team has just been fucking terrible so um you know it is it is likely that jim closes out the year at least two and one and maybe three and oh yeah, he um, you know plays Eric this week. I think that's a big win because um, you know Eric's yeah. Let's go, Eric. But not too much since you're also six. There's so <laughs> many the problems. Six, six and five teams. Yeah, that's why you can't like try to calculate. You can't do the the Zach Galifianakis gif you know while you're trying to get because you're if you if you figure out what you need to get to the playoffs like that is the road that'll eliminate you somehow. Yeah, I mean, we ever since we switched to the six playoff spots, like we deal with this every year, but it always just like frustrates me. You know, we have uh, you and Andrew on top. We got two teams on the bottom. Uh, and then it really feels like, you know, most of the other eight of us are kind of all duking it out. So um, I think more than ever, we have like a pretty big point spread from like the, the top teams to the bottom teams. Like I'm looking right now and Jana has scored, you know, 400 more over 400 points more than Martin. 
um, on the season. So uh, I think those point differentials are going to help with these tiebreakers because it looks like there's a lot of us that are going to finish the season with the same record. Yeah, um, I, I do love the parallel of um, both Jana's team and then also, you know, Derek Henry, who she lost, you know, weeks ago. Um, but in with the the rushing lead in the NFL, I mean, Derek Henry was out for like three weeks before JT took him over, and, and Jana has had a point lead, you know, pretty much all season. Um, her last few weeks, I mean, has not been pretty. Um, but still, she's like she had so many points scored up front that we're still chasing her. It's uh, I don't know. I guess uh, you know, I, I, correlation, not causation. Same team. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, jumping over to the trade deadline, I extended the trade roster to make sure I wasn't missing any. In my opinion, kind of a, a quiet uh, yeah. trade um, deadline. Aside from what I was trying to do. Um, the only other trade that didn't involve me, but did involve my other trading partner was Ryan, uh, who I know is making a big push to, to, you know, kind of pull Ashley from a couple of years ago, grab as many keepers as he could. Uh, he moved, uh, Deandre Hopkins for Antonio Brown. Um, you know, not like a super exciting trade. We'll see how it works out, but you know, Brown being hurt and Hopkins being hurt and underperforming. Um, we'll, we'll see if that kind of gets the narwhals back on track for the, the rest of the year. Um, and then. Yeah, I don't want to dig into every trade I made, but um, yeah, moving what I can mostly with Ryan to kind of secure some studs for the final push right here. Um, I w- The only thing that I'll say about the trade deadline is it was it was kind of frustrating because like we just mentioned, most of the teams are still in it. So really the only two trade partners that you know were out there were Martin and um, Ryan. Ryan, I, I obviously was able to get a trade going with, and then Martin, you know, just nothing going on. I think I traded him like week two, and that was the last time I've, I've really talked to him. Uh, what was this like for you on the outside? What was this, uh, you know, did you feel like this kind of shook things up, or, you know, kind of scary a little bit, or were you just kind of like, you know, whatever? You know, I don't know. It's 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 hard for me to gauge, like, because I don't. I feel like my team's in a good spot, and that I, like that has caused me to. This is not a gloat, by the way. This is just like it's it's how species stop surviving because they get complacent and they stop worrying about enemies. But it's just like, oh, my team's doing like good enough. You know, I'm really only worried about beating Andrew. And when I think about your division, I was like, oh, Justin made a made a big move. I actually didn't realize that because you know ESPN on the app, the notifications don't show the whole trade. So I didn't even realize that like Lamar was in there. I was just like, oh yeah, you got Adams. All right. Like whatever, you know, um, maybe he'll take over, the, you know, good for Justin. I'll take over that division or whatever, but I'm not, I wasn't like super worried about it. Definitely. I mean, like um, the Lamar move was surprising because I still I, like, you know, I, I still classify him as a decent keeper for Ryan. I don't know. You know, he, he could have been, I mean, he, he should be great next season. I don't think his, draft cost or keeper cost was that expensive so that that was more shocker that like ryan was in a rebuild and let lamar go um and then it followed closely by oh shit justin acquired a, a quarterback just to back up kyler you know through injury yeah it's actually funny because i uh, that definitely wasn't like a linchpin to the trade like lamar didn't need to be a part of it um i was happy that he was a big piece of that was because kyler wasn't going to play last week and then lamar didn't play either so so that didn't really work out but i'm happy to have him on the team this year as i kind of try to close out the year um you know aside from not having a lot of trade partners though i i was really worried about the competition about going after you know the guys that i wanted like trying to get adams and stuff um 
you know, gauging from Ryan's reaction, it doesn't seem like there was a ton of interest. I guess I'm just surprised you had been, you know, kind of talking about how you feel like you have, you know, maybe too many isn't the right word, but you have a roster with a lot of keepers. And I guess I'm surprised to not see the other top teams trying to consolidate those keepers and, you know, move up the ranks and grab some studs. I I will say there's one offer I didn't send out, um, but uh, there, there's there was somebody out there that I, I wanted to acquire and I was ready to package like three keepers, including like two two starters for it. But um, you know I don't I don't know. It's just I, I felt like a lot of the the trade um, acquisition because you were, you were talking about how really you know so many people are still in it, so there's really only a couple teams to trade with. Um, and when you look at the assets of those teams, like what I should have should probably make a big trade for um is like a running back but that's not really what was on offer you know there's big big wide receiver pool from that group which i was definitely interested in i mean i hit ryan up about Devonte, but uh i don't know you know it's just uh it didn't nothing felt right and i i want to reiterate because we we're you know when we talk about keepers you know right now we can only keep four uh maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later but um the reminder is like you know the goal shouldn't just be like by the end of the season to get like four people who you think might be good keepers. Like you probably want like six to eight because like by this time next year, you know, the draft next year, some of those aren't going to pan out. You know, if one reason or another, you're going to have some sort of an idea that they're no longer like a keeper value anymore. Um, so you're lucky if you end up with four. So like, yes, I probably, I probably had some bank to trade away, but I kind of want to go in the off season with an extra load just because of that reason, but also because not to get my agenda across on the, the, you know, pod, but I definitely am interested in expanding keepers, maybe smallly go to six spots, you know, something like that. But, um, yeah, that's kind of my long-term goals. I, I, I want to move towards, uh, you know, building my dynasty and I love the guys I got right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with kind of taking a shotgun approach to uh, keepers. I like what Ryan did um, because, you know, some of the guys that were selling, you know, they're not necessarily great keepers, uh, but Ryan was happy to take them as like throw-ins, you know, like we don't know what's going to happen with Cam Akers next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that said, you know, you grab as many of these guys as you can, you know, who knows, maybe he's the RB1 rolling into next season on the Rams. Like that's a guy you want to have, you know. Um, so I'm looking at Ryan's team now, this might be a good transition into, you know, looking at our rankings here and it kind of, it reminds me of, uh, remember when Martin did the all waiver wire team, like however many <laughs> seasons ago, yeah. uh, you know, not a great looking roster for closing out the season. Uh, obviously Ryan doesn't care about that. Um, but you know, a lot of really good names on here for rolling into next season. Uh, is he going to have four keepers, you know, out of this whole, whole list? I could see a situation where maybe he doesn't even have four keepers. Um, But, you know, I think it's incredibly likely that he not only has four, but he has four, you know, good ones to pick from. And, you know, the thing about having that choice too, is like, you know, not all keepers are created equally. So keeping a guy at $1, you know, is a lot better than maybe another dude at like 20. Um, So again, taking that shotgun approach, grabbing as many guys as you can, then you can make those decisions rolling into next season about, you know, who you value at what price and, you know, who's the best value and stuff like that. Yeah, the strategy, I think that is very similar already in fantasy football, like think of it this way, we're all familiar with, you know, it's Sunday morning, you know, the games are about to start, you pick up, uh, you have an empty bench spot, right? Uh, You take a flyer, backup running back, maybe somebody gets hurt, you wide receiver maybe has a big game take a flyer every once in a while like that pays out that's how i got Kadarius tony is i picked him up on my sunday pickup or my week pickup when i had a bench spot and it was just like that was the game where it's like oh he's a thing now um 
with keepers, it's like you get that you play that same game, right? Um, it takes some bench spots during the season, so this is where you know it's perfect for like Orion to do it. Like, I mean, dump your whole team if needed, because aside from like the in-season roster, there's like no downside the, the, to when we establish keepers is right before the draft. So you have like eight months of off-season shenanigans where like literally anything can happen. Um, and that like, that's, that adds a lot of like those dice rolls. If you're, you're looking to get big cause you don't have like a solid keeper. I mean, just add more dice to the rolls. And that's really what, you know, trying to stockpile keepers is like. Yeah, definitely. Like his approach, it worked out for Ashley a couple of years ago. Um, we'll see how next season pans out, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and jump over to our rankings here. So we are looking at playoff odds. Um, based on my system, which are pretty close to the ESPN ones, uh, kind of a nice feature that they added this year. You can see your playoff odds uh, right on the standings page. Um, Ryan is obviously last here. He's the lowest in points. Um, he's tied with Martin for a record, which is really funny because Martin had an extra win for a couple days Ooh. last week until that went away. Um, but yeah, we talked about the surfers uh, and their approach looking good for next season. Um, I'm sure he'll be he'll be pretty happy. Um, even though the season didn't go the way he wanted. Uh, so yeah, jumping up, no big surprises here, except for maybe people surprised that they're not in 12th, but we have the Adams who did not do a reload. I haven't really looked at their team here to even see, you know, you know how many guys they have that are worth keeping uh, their seasons obviously over. Um, you know, I two, think the two biggest big keepers a- I'd, I'd say is uh, for it. Cordero, our boy, you know, he's, he's still blown up. I mean, he's a waiver wire baby. So mm-hmm. if he, he gets the same role next year. That's definitely a value. And then uh, Debo Samuel, I mean, he's like wide receiver two right now. And Martin got him for 12 bucks. That like pains me physically every time I see that. Yeah. So even, you know, even though they didn't necessarily make, you know, some extra moves to kind of reload, I think Martin will probably be happy with these guys going into the next season. Um, And, you know, he does have some guys on his uh, injured reserve too, that may be a value next year. Um, I'll have to wait and see, you know, what the injury status is and stuff like that. But I don't know, uh, probably not a lot to say about Martin's team, given the, the situation and that they're eliminated. Um, let's go ahead and jump on over. So it feels weird to say that this team is in 10th, uh, given the standings like picture that we just painted, but uh mega shark, um, kind of at the bottom of the pile right now, um, even though they're five and six, like a lot of other teams, uh, but they are pretty far behind in points from some of the other ones, you know, 200, 300 points behind some of the other teams. Um, what is your opinion of Mega Shark right now? They have uh, what does it say on ESPN? Their their chances are making it to the playoffs. Ooh, I just had it. I up. was trying. I was trying to switch to a different tab, and I'm literally staring it's at the seven percent. Seven percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My opinion. I'll, I'll say this. Like, I you know, going into our matchup because we just played what two weeks ago. Um. I was uh, I was feeling cocky. You know, he was uh, Mega Shark was on the downslide. I was coming up. You know, scoring a lot of points, feeling good. Uh, then the week came, and I, you actually like look at his lineup um, and you know the players he has. And then that week, it was like actually Mega Shark is a lot better than I was giving him credit for. Still came out with a win, so that's good. And now I'm looking at the team again. I'm like, okay, yeah, Mega Shark, they're they're weak or whatever. But I still think the 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 roster is really solid. Um, and also, I mean, do you, have you been aware of Deontay Harris or the 15th rank 
wide receiver. He must be like the punt returner or something from uh, the Saints. I'm right? I'm really mad because I stared at him for the first two weeks, and I was kind of you know I was like monitoring the the punt returning statistics, and I kind of was just like, eh, you know, I don't think he's going to get enough like regular volume, and some of the other punt return guys I had weren't getting enough like of, of that type volume. Uh, but yeah, it kills me to see how good he's been. Uh, you know, obviously like the ceiling is a little bit capped, but if you can plug a guy into your lineup, who's going to get like 10 points a week. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, no, he was just like that player that I was like, who? Um, and then I saw the projection was like, that's got to be a mistake. And then I looked at the game log. I was like, that's not a mistake. What's going on? Um, so, I mean, you know, pretty solid lineup, uh, you know, all around. Um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't really like been following the uh, quarterback choice. He's kind of pulling a gym with two QBs here, Mahomes and Herbert. Um, and I know Mahomes hasn't really been himself, but Herbert's been, you know, kind of great, you know, in certain points. So it's like, I don't know if that's biting him in the butt. You pick the wrong one every week. Yeah. Um, poor Mahomes hasn't been himself. He's only the fourth ranked QB instead of the, the number one. Yeah. I'm playing Matt this week. And I was like, I knew that Casey was on by and I was like, dude, what a gift. And then I go and look, I didn't realize he had Justin Herbert too. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going to be all right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm hoping that Matt can kind of disrupt our division a little bit, but I'm hoping that, you know, I can uh, beat him this week. You know, his team, it's, I don't think it has as high of a ceiling as some of the other ones, but like you said, they scored, you know, 173 points uh, just two weeks ago, um, about, you know, a month ago, 187, 194. So like they, they do have, you know, like some, somewhat of a ceiling, um, even though their team has been a little inconsistent. So I'm hoping they can kind of disrupt. Um, but I, you know, Mega Mega Shark's kind of in the position that you don't want to be in, where you need your team to go three and zero, and you need a lot of other teams to do pretty poorly. So, yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be tough, for sure. All right, moving over to you know a similar situation, um, but you know a team that's doing a little bit better. We got Fluffy Bunnies. I don't, who, oh, bad luck, bad luck. Oh no, I sorry, it went the other way. way. Yeah, no, the uh, he he got the tiebreaker over Martin. Sorry, I forgot about that. I, I mean, he lost one earlier in the season, yeah, right? To me, so, to me, and I was look, yeah, and I was looking at it, you know, earlier, you know, going like, oh, I can't, this can't happen to Brett twice, like this was just rude. So I'm glad he got the win, but uh, yeah, it was, it, it's like kind of weird because uh, you know Brett is sort of pulled a turnaround, you know, midseason. Um, you know, he's, he's staying in the hunt. Um, and because uh, I was looking at the power rankings that you have right here for week four, you know, we had him down at 11. You know, so he, he was bottom of the bo- bottom there. That was after he lost the, you know, stat correction to me. Uh, Brett's been making a little bit of resurgence. And I, I realized like a week or two ago, I need to stop rooting for him because, you know, he was threatening my playoff spot. I think I got enough cushion now, but um, I don't know. You know, him and Jim were my two, you know, kind of like dark horses. So maybe he can make that playoff push and my uh, my early season predictions will both be correct. Yeah, he's the fourth in points over the last month, yeah. um, which I was pretty surprised about. But, you know, we talk about how much points matter. I mean, he is like significantly behind the other teams kind of like all bunched up in that five and six, six and five round. So, you know, he does need to win out. He needs other teams to not do so well. I don't really, I, you know, I guess I'm mostly rooting for him to lose because I, you know, you and Andrew are pretty much locked in. So I don't really care if he beats you or not, but I don't need another five and six team, you know, nipping at my heels if I'm still going in for the wild card spot. So sorry, Brett. Yeah. I think the point differential you're talking about there, 
Yeah, it seems like more points are scored early on, and that's why like the high scoring teams from the beginning of the season, like the Narwhals, are still up top. And you know, even though Ben I, had like I, the best smile, yeah, you know, a handful of us can't teams, make coverage. A handful of us teams had these like monster like two twenty plus mm-hmm. scores, and you can see those teams all bundled up on the top. I know, you know, they say, oh, you know, you only need to win, you know, five points, a hundred points, it doesn't matter. But when you're accumulating these points over the course of the season, like, yeah, man, like. If I'm going 240, why not 250? Why not 260? Because that's all going to roll forward yeah. and, and help you out. I'm definitely thinking that way now. I'm like, I didn't used to think about that. You know, I, I mean, the Puma Skull way is like to win by two points. So, uh, but this season, I'm definitely like, even with the win in the bag, I'm, I'm thinking like with the late swap, you know, who can I put, put in to maximize my points? Because I don't want to lose another tiebreaker. All right, so jumping over to my division, the first shocker, uh, looking mm-hmm. at the rankings. When we did these uh, in week four, uh, this team was number one. They're now eighth uh, ranked for a playoff spot, the Narwhals, man. Look at, look at this streak uh, from week two to week five, 208, 201, 227, 259, the high score on the season. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, um, but they are ranked. Insane. This is another shocking stat to me. They are eleventh in points uh, over the last month, ranked below the Adams. Um, so yeah, Derrick Henry injury really just kind of murdered that whole team and uh, brought the Narwhals down, which I'm I'm happy to see. But um, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, has been a rough few weeks for for Jana's team. Her team was so. Awesome. And it's still great, you know, and she's getting some players back at least, you know, some players, uh, you know, like uh, Montgomery's back and he's now like super bell cow. Um, came back like super shredder and fucking totally, he's gotten like 95% of the snap counts or uh, touches mm-hmm. in that game. It's fucking insane. Um, so still a solid team. And actually, you know, what? like Jana, even though Narwhals are sitting at five and six, uh, one game back in your division, potentially is the sweetest spot because not in addition, everyone in your division has the go three and O and you, you, you know, pretty much win the division. Um, but I mean, she goes two and one, it's still a threat to, you know, you and Lucinda since she has you on points, you know, she puts up mm-hmm. you know three decent weeks and goes two and one and you guys don't go, you know, three and oh, and I guess you'd have to go. Well, I don't know. Uh, but it seems like with that points, you know, tiebreaker that, you know, she'd have a little bit more of a, a boost. So it's like you definitely don't want to like evenly match her. You guys make sure that both you and Lucinda in your matchups got to beat Narwhals. Yeah, they're definitely not, you know, not even close to being eliminated. ESPN has them at 47. I have them at 40 percent. So, um, you know, they're definitely on the a pretty big jump up from, uh, you know, bunnies or mega shark who need a whole bunch of things uh, to happen. Narwhals can kind of. If they can kind of take the wheel, um, they can win out the division on their own. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, wow. Looking at that uh, ESPN playoff, they really they really boost up with those points, huh? Oh, 47, yeah. Because you're only at 53. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving over, uh, we got TGIF coming in. Um, you know, we had them at fifth before. They're now at seventh to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, Eric, man, I don't know. Just really feels like he never got to go in the season. I'm actually surprised right now too. They have him at 32% and I have Jana at 47%. Hmm, I have Eric at 43% chance to make the playoffs. You have Eric at 43? Yeah, a pretty significant difference. I wonder if ESPN's not really taking these divisions or the the uh, the wild card situation into cuz I mean he's only one game out from winning the division. 
Yeah. Like I see needle. He um, still needs a lot of points, but yeah. A lot of points. He's not going to break a tiebreaker. He can, I mean, he could potentially catch up to, I mean, I guess he could potentially catch up to Jim too, but it's probably out of reach. But again, you know, you go, he beats, you know, the two of them, then, you know, he's got a spinning chance, but yeah, talk about like bad news or not bad news, but bad luck club. Uh, just like injuries throughout the year. And then even like, you know, Amari Cooper going on the COVID list, uh, poor Calvin Ridley. I mean, like whatever he's going through personal stuff. I mean, that, that always sucks. But um, I mean, aside from that, you still got, you know, he's got the, the number one quarterback right now in uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, Mike Kosicki is a you know, wide receiver dressed as a tight end and, you know, for the most part doing, uh, doing awesome stuff. So, I mean, he's still got a pretty solid team. Definitely. I mean, I like, I like your number there because I think that, you know, he's got a pretty in that division has a fighting chance to, to get one of those wild card spots. Yeah, especially because we're still playing the division. So, you know, if he beats Ashley, beats Jim and, you know, can rack up some pretty good points. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So this week's matchup, you know, Jim versus Eric. I mean, for, for those two, it's like, is Jim going to give the stiff arm and get some distance or is uh, Eric going to go in for the tackle and bring him down? The, uh, yeah, so watch. right now, um, based on my projections, Eric's kind of the, the odd man out with Jana right behind him. And uh, jumping over to the sixth seed is my team, Giant Octopus, moving down from third. Um, I had a kind of a hot start in the first two weeks and then a, a, a pretty boring run. I feel like my team's heating up a little bit again, especially with the, the acquisitions and stuff. So yeah. um, ESPN has me about 50%. Um, I, my system has me up at 64 um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I think, you know, I, I remember your team did this however many years ago. I think when you won, you got hot right at the end of the season. I mean, your team this year is kind of doing something similar. Um, and I've had a lot of teams that just kind of flame out at the end. So I'm pretty stoked to be getting kind of hot right now. The other teams in my division cooling off. You know, we mentioned Mega Shark and Narwhal. So yeah, how are you feeling about Giant Octopus? You know, there like a week or two ago, I saw that you were, you know, I was looking at the uh, standings doing a little playoff picture in my head and I, and I was just like oh Justin's the odd man out and um you know still at that time you know thinking you know Jano's gonna bounce back and you know Ashley we have we'll get to her team you know she's had a bit of a rough stretch um as well but yeah no I thought I at that time you know I was kind of like oh I don't know this is gonna be tough for for Justin to overcome but you've had a good you know stretch like you said making those acquisitions I mean if you look at not that this should matter but I I, I mean if you look at like the uh, position ranking numbers, I mean, and see how many single digits you have in your uh, starting lineup right now, it kind of makes me sick. So, um, <laughs> and that's not even counting like uh, Aaron Jones, who I guess, oh, he, he got bumped down to uh, 11, but whatever. Um, so, I mean, yeah, maybe your team should scare me for the playoffs. Uh, I definitely think, you know, like we said, you know, you go, you go two and one, three and oh, you're, uh, you're, you're uh, looking pretty scary there. Yeah, it was nice seeing like the the big performances this week too. You know, Devontae Adams, big game. Justin Jefferson, who had been kind of quiet for a while, putting up okay games. Uh, Mixon doing well. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I was trying to get off the Aaron Jones ride before the trade deadline, but it didn't happen. So we're, we'll ride it out and see what happens. You wanted to off the Aaron Jones ride. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm done with Aaron Jones. Well, I, I didn't want to have two Packers on my team, which was a bigger thing. But oh yeah, you don't want to pull me. <gasps> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Who we got next? Ah, just doing some off-screen coughing there. That's all right. Yeah, so, yeah, moving on over to the other uh, Phillips member, 
of this household <laughs> in the Pacific. Northwest. I feel like you said that thing about my title gore earlier this week. And now I like, <laughs> now I like literally can't talk like everything I say. I'm like, ah, and this team, which has scored many points more than other teams that have also scored points. I'm in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bazinga. Uh, but yeah, we got shitty sources who took the, the loss this week, but you know, they've been doing pretty well in the win column anyway. Uh, kind of a, a downstretch the last uh, three weeks or score three weeks or so they're only scoring about 140 150 uh, but they had a real hot stretch in the middle of the season uh, a lot of injuries um, some bye week stuff so I wouldn't count uh, shitty sources from you know turning it on the the last three weeks or whatever but yeah how are you feeling about shitty sources i mean yeah rough stretch last three weeks is definitely it's not like they were close games but i still felt they they felt closer than they were it was just like you know ashley's team underperforming you know i think a lot more than than expected um so i look at those three games and i mean tough matchups you know boomers nibblonians and in uh against you uh in the domestic bowl but um I don't know. I, I think there is a, you know, not too far reality from here where, you know, she runs that gauntlet two and one and, or, you know, three and oh, and, and she's sitting, you know, on top of a, the division at that, you know, securing that by spot. So it's definitely like rough. I think her team is still super solid and, and pretty scary. I, I mean, mathematically, what are, what are the odds for the 73% for playoffs? I'm not sure what you, your numbers show, but yeah, for me, it's like, if I was putting money on it, I would, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing shitty sources in the playoffs. Yeah, I have just about the same um, 70%. Um, they have an 11% chance to nab that that one seed that they take yeah. over Jim. Um, you know, her and Jim have the easiest schedule um, by the power system. And so it seems real likely, you know, whichever one of them doesn't win the division will likely get a, um, a wild card spot. And the longer I'm staring at this screen, the more I think that there's going to be one wild card out of every division, which makes sense. Feels yeah, good. My, my little uh, little equity going across. That's that's yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, shitty sources. Uh, not a team. You know, I, I got to face them this week. Thankfully, when you know a lot of stuff didn't play out right um, with my whole quarterback snafu. I'm glad that didn't bite me in the ass because she had a lot of down players. Um, but yeah, been real hot and cold this season. We'll see. Uh, you know, maybe she can, her players will get hot at the right time and she can go on a, a tear through the playoffs. For the record, I love the move to drop $27 fab to take Daniel Jones just to steal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, even, it was even if it, she, she, if it didn't pay off, you know, even if it didn't pay off, if it did, uh, it would have been amazing. <laughs> it's pretty much how, you know, how Jana said, like, it wasn't likely that she was going to win, but she definitely wasn't going to win if like, I picked up Dan Jones. So, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to, I mean, it, the question is like on Tuesday, if somebody asked you, would you spend $25 or $27 right now for a win? Mm-hmm. The answer is always yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, she was actually kind of giddy, you know, Sunday morning because it was like, oh, I just need to, you know, I'm going to spend this fab and like Justin's fucking toast. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't work out. Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson decided that that wasn't the case. Yeah. But I was really hoping that like somebody else would try to swoop in too and then it'd be like, ha, now I got him. And Ashley would be like, good, it's still not Justin. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lesson to everybody out there too. I have no idea why I only put in one quarterback claim. Usually, when I like do something like that, I'll put in like five, like just cause some weird scenario. I really didn't think anybody was going to go after Tua, and wow, 
now yeah. I look like an idiot. I don't know. Sundays, I, I don't want to get into a rant about, you know, I love fab six days a week, but I hate fab on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I kind of wish we had like a free pickup between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., but oh well. Yeah. All right, let's keep working our way over. We got four more teams here. We got the Niblonians who have, I would say, you know, them with narwhals until recently, they've been like one of the the hotter teams throughout the season. I mean, if I go back the last six weeks, there's only one score under under 170 points, um, which is pretty menacing. Um, how are you feeling about the Niblonians right now? Oh, for sure, scary. I mean, I... I... I felt lucky to get that win. You know, that was like one of her worst weeks. Actually, yeah, that was her worst week. Um, she's had three weeks where she scored, you know, within a point of, of 148. And I managed to to peek in there uh, during that. But otherwise, like super scary. And it's just like, you know, the same stuff we were talking about at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's still mostly true. Um, Cooper Cup, you know number one wide receiver still, which I did not think was still going to be true. I, I don't know. I, I guess I got to buy into cup now. I just say, I thought it was a fluke, but it's not. Um, and, and you're talking about, you know, my, my single digits, you know, position ranking on ESPN, like look at her page and go down that list. Uh, you know, she, she's got a, a really, really great team that um, got, I think got better over the last few weeks. I mean, James Connor, you know, Chase uh, Edmonds goes down and now Connor is a freaking beast. Yeah, a lot of sneaky, like, late-round guys, um, you know, that just didn't get, you know, that panned out well for her. Um, some nice waiver wire pickups. Uh, killing it in IDP. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lucinda doing super well. Um, I'm, you know, I got to play her one more time before the season's over. I'm hoping I can win that one and then not have to worry about a rematch, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, shout-out to uh, potentially maybe, you know, in a year this might be the most underrated uh, rookie, you know, signing, but Elijah Moore, you know, on the Jets has been turning up the last few weeks. Uh, he won me eight bucks on and DFS this week. I love it. But uh, that, I, I think uh, that was definitely a guy I had my sights on in the draft. I think um, was there a rookie wide receiver you didn't have your eyes set on? Oh, Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> so well, thankfully, he cooled off a little bit, so you can feel yeah. not as bad. Actually, technically, it. I didn't have Devonte Smith uh, in my draft ranks either, but then I traded for him. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about uh, Nibelians benching your boy Russ? Oh, you got Tua? it. Oh, you got it. You the Seahawks, got it. man. It's so ugly. It's so bad. It's, People are uh, depressed up here, and not dude, just because of the weather. Oh my goodness. It's like, we have some angel fans, so they'll appreciate what it's like to root for the angels, you know, team that on paper looks so good and has so many opportunities to win games. And then just does like the stupidest shit to lose games. And that's like, at least like before Russ was like pulling the Seahawks out. And now, you know, he's kind of part of that too. So it's just like, it's like, I just got done watching the angels all year and now watching the angels in Seattle. (laughs) Yep. All right, we'll jump it over to uh, the third most likely to make playoffs. Yeah. Uh, quietly putting together a pretty incredible season, the Shenanahads, man. Seven yeah. and four, uh, super likely to get that number two seed and a first round bye. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Jim in the playoffs, and when we do, um, it really hasn't you know, made it super far. Jim hasn't been to the Bow Bowl yet, right? I don't believe so. No, he, uh, the, the first season, I think, um, he had, that's when he went like 10 and three, he had the best team, the number one seed, um, but lost in the playoffs and didn't make it. 
But yeah, team is looking, uh, you know, great. He's getting Chubb back. Uh, Harris has been kicking ass all season. Uh, you know, Metcalf has, you know, maybe been a little bit frustrating, but is definitely producing. Jalen Waddle, man, talking about guys, you know, getting the kickoffs and what it can do for you. He's the no- number 14 uh, wide receiver right now, uh, killing it. So it's so funny. That's kind of been the cornerstone of Jim's teams the last like handful of years as a strong wide receiver core. But you know, now he also has Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Miles Gaskin. I mean, this is a this is a pretty terrifying roster. Yeah, it's terrifying. And then the other thing to think about too is like when you think of the big names. I mean, we like I always talk up his receiver duo uh, McLaurin and, and DK. You know, on top of that, you got, you know, Dak and some other guys. But actually, I mean, like the big names are the ones that are kind of playing like, okay. And yeah, it's, you know, like Jalen Waddle lately, Miles Gaskin, some of the guys you named. Um, solid IDP as well coming up week every week. Um, you know, so he's getting like, he, he's putting up good numbers and, and winning these games. And it's, you know, his studs uh, on a team of, you know, stars aren't even actually like performing all that well, you know? <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely scary. Definitely scary. Um, what's yeah, your opinion? I'm not sure if you've, uh, you know, I, I didn't have really like a, a good way to gauge uh, Najee Harris, you know, coming in the season. I just knew he was going to be, uh, you know, the most expensive running back at the draft, you know, and I was kind of thinking like, Oh, is this another like Clyde Edwards, Alaire sort of situation? Um, so I didn't really like think about him or pick him up in any way. And I haven't really, you know, paid attention to him throughout the year, but uh, just, I guess, through like sheer volume and <laughs> alone, you know, number six running back. What Are you a, a Najee fan? Have you seen a lot of him? I mean, even like volume can be deceptive, though, too. The two guys I think about a lot are uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, Antonio Gibson, who are also kind of like volume plays. Um, but they don't get volume like this, you know, like people will say like, oh, this guy gets all the RB1 touches, but all the RB1 touches is only 15 touches, you know, looking at Najee's game log right now, you know, 26 carries, 22 carries, 24 carries, like that's nutso. And the the even crazier thing though, is he's kind of playing at his floor. He only has two rushing touchdowns on the season. The Steelers have been fucking terrible. Um, So I don't think anybody's going to complain about getting 15 points a week. Um, but you know, it, it looks like he kind of has a tough schedule to finish out the season, but man, if this guy could find the end zone, like at least once, uh, you know, you talking about a completely different score. So yeah, I don't know. It, I, I think his ceiling's a lot higher than what he's played up to so far. Yeah. Jim's team definitely going to the playoffs, you know, um, heating up hopefully a little bit for, for him and, uh, definitely looking scary for us. <laughs> Yep. Um, and definitely, like I said, a, a favorite to get, um, what did I say his odds are? 60 something. Yeah, just about 60% to get, no, I'm reading everything wrong, 56% chance to get uh, a first round buy, which we've all seen like in the past. I mean, that that's the ticket, man. You, Dude, you, you want do that. Not, yeah, do not roll the dice on a stupid week one game. <laughs> yeah, when you've only got to play, you know, when there's yeah. only three rounds of playoffs and you can, you know, take an automatic win for one of those, like that's that's pretty massive. Then you just got to win two games and you're all done. Beautiful, beautiful thing. That's why I'm not giving up hope. I'm still chasing Andrew. Yep. All right. So jumping over, we have the Puma Skulls. ESPN has you at a lock. I have you at about 2% higher than Jim. Um, This is with 5,000 simulations, which I think is like getting 
towards the upper bounds of accuracy. So there's a four tenths of a chance that you do not make the playoffs, which is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. We've kind of run these things in the past. We had like the opposite scenario with like Juan, right? Where he had a 0.4% chance <laughs> to make the playoffs. And so I haven't like sat down to sketch all these things out to know like what it would take. Um, nothing against you. You've already won a, a shitload of bubbles though. So I think it would be fucking hilarious if you somehow didn't make playoffs. Well, I'm pretty sure too, historically that season that Juan had the low playoff percentage and then made it was the year that I lost the tiebreaker to make, mm. to get into the playoffs. Like, you know, we had, I think Andrew and I had the same record and then, uh, but Juan's was <laughs> a little bit better and I lost. So, uh, I guess it would be, you know, poetic justice like seven years later. Yeah, so seems unlikely. Uh, your team, like I mentioned earlier, uh, definitely heating up. Um, uh, the last three weeks, I think, have been great for you. I'm looking right now. The last month, you're second in points. Um, so, you know, got to be feeling good about that. Uh, I know Jonathan Taylor, you know, he just had a massive game. Uh, your bills, I think, have been a little bit less exciting than last year. But sure. that's people that's people complaining because they had them last year and they didn't live up to it. If they if last year never happened and Josh Allen and Diggs were doing this today, people would be fucking ecstatic. Um, so, yeah, you know, you got Kittle back. I'm looking now, you know, Carson, I think probably heard at first, but it seems like you've, you've probably moved on from there. Uh, team's looking good. I don't know how you feeling. I feel pretty good. Uh, my team always felt like a late you know, second half sort of team. And, uh, it's definitely like, come on to that. Um, the only thing, I mean, I don't, I could, I could talk all day about my team and you know it, but I will say I, I'm, it's not really a Puma, Puma skull staple to have like the number one running back in the league. Um, you know, and just a beast like rusher, like Jonathan Taylor. So this, this is kind of a new ride for me. Um, and it is amazing. Um, I, I I loved the game last week, the five touchdown game. The only thing I didn't love is I put put in a bunch of DFS lineups and I didn't put him in any of them. So I was almost like rooting against him, which was really weird. Um, so I I, w- I kind of wish I had like didn't do DFS just so I could have enjoyed the five TD game more. Um, but I love I love having you know a, a stud running back like when it works. It works well, and that's why people value them so highly. So, I don't know. It, it's yeah, like- I think a lot of us like haven't really gotten to appreciate this. Uh, I've been kind of lamenting that we don't have RB ones like we used to. But you know, if you're looking at you know Derrick Henry earlier this season, uh, Jonathan Taylor for the whole season. Um, oh, no, I guess he had a pretty bad week two and three. Um, but you know, Austin Eckler. Um, you know, maybe there there are some RB ones. They're just not the guys that we thought. Yeah. I think too, like the the other thing I'm starting to learn, I still need to learn this lesson more because, you know, I'm starting Kadarius Tony, who I think is an awesome player, but on a horrible team. But, you know, it really takes like the right combination sometimes of like the player and then like the team and the opportunity. I mean, you know, a, uh, a passing downs running back, you know, a few years ago in Austin Eckler on a team like the Chargers is so much better than, you know, like these other players who have maybe more opportunity and play on like shitty teams or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely, I would describe the Colts as a pretty shitty team, but he's, he's making it happen anyway. No, they're, they're, they're actually pretty good. The thing that they were shitty about last year um, and Ashley knows that I think she had like Jordan Wilkins when he was like popping off for a few weeks is that they just like always did the, you know, they're like a running back by committee, even though they had the best damn guy ever. And now they're finally like beaten into submission to be like, okay, we just got to like give give JT the ball every time. I know you're a big fan of the, uh, the fantasy football subreddit. 
Um, is it time for people to move on from Kadarius Tony, dude? Every week there's like 10,000 threads. It's like, why didn't Tony blow up this week? Why isn't Tony doing better? Why don't they use Tony more? It, to me, this is just like, I feel so glad that we have like a really deep league, you know, cause so many people are trying to start him as like their running, their wide receiver too. And then that's why they're getting pissed. And it's like, dude, no, he's not a wide receiver too. Start him in our league where we have four, you know, we have double wide receiver flex spots. Like I'll take a flyer on my fourth wide receiver, you know, like to put up a big game. So they're just a bunch of, I don't think people are making smart decisions, you know, put him on your bench if you don't believe in him and then let him blow up on your bench. And then when you prove it, I don't know. The truth is though, that the giants are like one of the, just the ugliest sports franchise I've ever seen. And watching their games sometimes is quite horrible. So that's true. Yeah. Are you going to be able to decide between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams throughout the playoffs? Dude, um, I, I don't I haven't know. been paying attention. How are you doing so far? This oh, season? I do. Um, I keep starting. I keep thinking it every week is like, this is Javante's week. This is where he takes over. And then Melvin pods away or whatever. So I, I don't know. I have Javante in right now. <laughs> I, I, I think this week might be the week. So we'll see. Perfect. All right. Well, we had you down at nine in week four. You're now up at week two, uh, you know, pretty much locked for a playoff spot, looking good. And our number one team, um, you know, another mover, we had them ranked sixth uh, on week four, now up at number one. Uh, Spent a little bit of time talking about it already. But yeah, man, the boomers who just continue to boom, they're getting it done. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers doing well uh, we mentioned uh, austin eckler who's you know right behind jonathan taylor dalvin cook having a down season but man if dalvin cook and josh jacobs or your rb2 and three like you know i think most of us would take that for sure i mean dalvin um, cook pretty, is pretty sketchy wide receiver group but you know when your idp's kicking ass you know you can it'd be the same as having a good wide receiver group and punting idp right yeah when you're when your idp is like bringing up that floor like his has been doing. I mean, that's just, again, you could put all your wide receivers, you could do boomer bust. Right. And then, you know, you, cause you've got that safety. Um, Dalvin cook, by the way, going back to that running back thing is a great example of like talent, but also like team and coaching because both games that Dalvin cook has sat out, you know, Madison has feasted and got me 20 points. And I mean, he's mm-hmm. good too. He's not like just a, a He's better than average, like backup, but I mean, it's like, it's the running back and the system. And like, so when you get a team like the Vikings, you can really like buy in. I know Dalvin's not having a great year this year, but I think statistically he should, um, about Andrew's team. I think like league wide, we probably owe him an apology because if we were ranking him in the power rankings at six after four weeks, you know, Houston at three and one top of our division, um, so it's not like the record wasn't there. Um, you know, it could have been points. I think a lot of us maybe doubted that the, uh, IDP was going to keep scoring like this, but, uh, I don't know. He's on a 10 game win streak. So I guess we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So apologies, Andrew, from, uh, the league. We, uh, we doubted you and now we're all paying for it. Yeah, uh, man, Roquan Smith, 170 points on the season. He'd be the fifth ranked running back. Oh, over guys God. like Najee Harris, Ezekiel that... Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick oh, Chubb. 
Now, when you see, I know that you're a Rokon fan, I'm a Rokon fan, but does it hurt or do you feel great when you see like a player that you believed in early on, you know, their rookie season, and then now watching them be the best linebacker in the, the week, RB5, you know, are you... Uh... It's it's great. You know, I wish he was on my team. I didn't really strike gold with many of my IDPs guys this week. Maybe TJ Watt, but he's been hurt so much. So yeah. I've been, uh, you know, kind of having like the jealous eyes looking at a lot of other people's IDP squads. Yeah. Shout out uh, also on the IDP train. I mean, he's got like some other big names everyone's talking about you know the other the well i guess stefan is now the other digs uh and you know we all know darius leonard but akulakan is maybe like the best uh did he get drafted or did andrew pick him up off of waiver wire they got drafted i mean that's like that's a fucking great linebacker pick because that dude is putting up like it seriously it feels like 15 points every week yeah, it's crazy looking at these guys who are, you know, averaging 15 points a game. I mean, I'm looking at wide receivers right now. Like that's like having Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or Stefan Diggs on your team, you know, in your yeah. IDP spot. That's that's wild to me. Yeah. So seeing that, Andrew, I mean, he's pretty much had uh, this this base of, you know, the IDP that, you know, for these guys that are in the starting lineup right now, are, you know, are from the draft. So, I mean, kudos, dude. You nailed the IDP draft. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, he's got that number one spot. Um, you know, seems pretty unlikely. What did I put the odds are that he loses that number one seed? He's at like 86% chance to keep it. So, yeah, you know, I'm still hopeful, but after getting, you know, he was supposed to get the crap beat out of him by, um, you know, I think, uh, Jana, Lucinda and, and Ashley in the last three weeks, the gauntlet. And it was just like, ugh. Watch yeah, him. I mean, he's, he's not a point leader, but he's definitely not a slouch in points either. You know, no. he's got, um, I can't read anything right. Oh, he's only a little bit above you. Yeah, he's only got a few. I've, I've been catching ground on him, but it's the the ground I can't catch on him is the uh, the wins and losses. And that's why I needed your guys' help. You slackers. Couldn't be yeah, Andrew. <laughs> fifth, fifth in points. So, you know, it, it, there is some scenario where, you know, he loses two or three games. Um, you know, Jim's doing better on points than him and has like an easier path. So I'm trying to check the odds real quick. You know, there, yeah, 1% chance for Jim to take over that number one spot. So definitely not out of the question. Yeah, for sure. But um, just like you were mentioning with uh, with me, I mean, he's got you know pretty easy schedule. We play this week, so you know we'll duke it out. Um, historically, I mean, Andrew, I feel like beats the crap out of my team every year. So, um, and then yeah, you know, Ryan in uh, week thirteen, uh, resurgent fluffy bunnies, but still you know not one of the top teams in week fourteen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, I, I wouldn't not bet against uh, Andrew going thirteen and one at this point. <laughs> So that's our rankings. Who beside yourself are you picking for the uh, the bubble this year? Uh, if I'm not picking myself, I got to go with the Shenanahads, uh, you know, since they were one of the teams identified early in the season because I'm super smart. Um, but also, and this again, this is not against you, my friend, but a couple weeks ago when I was looking at the standings and doing the playoff picture and I saw that you were the odd man out, I kind of got excited because the names – that we're going to make the playoffs, you know, we're a lot of teams that haven't won before. So, I mean, boomers, uh, he, has he been in the championship before? He's yeah. Yeah. Uh, but never won. So boomers, you know, never had a title. Uh, Jim's never had a title. Lucinda has been to the bowl or first season, but still doesn't have her title. Uh, you know, Jana was in instead of you at that point, you know, she doesn't have a title yet. So it was, it was, it was super exciting. Like, Oh man, we could get some fresh blood. If it's not me, 
I don't want it to be like somebody else who already has one. I want some somebody fresh. Um, so yeah, definitely specifically, I'm, I'm rooting for Jim, the shenanigans. I don't want to face him. Um, but you know, if I can't make it, I'm, I'm wishing Jim the best of luck. I, I think it's their time. Yeah. Like you said, there, there are some kind of fresh faces we could see in the bubble this year. And then I, I do agree with you. The boomers and shenanigans is kind of like the, you know, a uh, long time coming. Uh, both of them have been in the, the league nonstop since uh, day one and yeah, nothing to show for it quite yet. Um, man, I'm really hoping to make it in again this year. Cause then I can say that I've been in over half the bubbles, which would be both, uh, I don't know, something to brag about. And also a little embarrassing since I've only come home with one of them. So yeah, a little bit of both, um, <laughs> maybe we can change that this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you, you know, looking at people who have been in the league for a long time and haven't won, definitely ruined for them. But I, I got to say, if, if Lucinda makes it, I would not hate that either. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, in her few years in the league, you know, she's had some really good teams and some tough luck. So um, I, I guess in my number two, I'm still, I'll still root for the shenanigans, but, you know, I'll keep a, a Nibelonian's hat in my closet, you know, ready to, to put it on if Jim loses. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much seems like everybody needs to be rooting against you and me and, rooting Probably. for everyone else who's eligible for playoffs because it's a lot of a lot of fresh faces a lot of people who uh you know probably want it pretty bad so hey and you know when you're at the top you get a target on your back i like i'm, I'm down with it you know <laughs> um i'm not gonna let up because if i win this year that'll be three times in four years and i think that officially establishes a dynasty um so you know i'd love to do that um so i could throw the word dynasty at you guys all the time and every time i could say dynasty i could say it like that so you guys would get extra annoyed um but you know i'm i'm a fan of the puma skulls number one a fan of the league number two and yeah there's some exciting teams i think in, in the playoff run uh so if it's if not we me, go to the playoffs again and i lose again i'm dismantling oh, the league dude. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I would love, I would love to like beat somebody else, or maybe just lose to some. I don't want to lose. I don't want to get that far. If I somehow see that you're gonna win on the second round of playoffs and you're gonna to go to the bubble, I'm gonna bench whatever remaining players I have, so someone else can go and be, yes. you know, either elated or disappointed, and I'll have removed myself from the equation. So you're gonna start Blaine Gabbert, and then he's gonna come in and score a bunch of points, and you're you're gonna go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, yeah, that's our uh, breakdown, you know, catching up from uh, week four to now. Um, like you said, I mean, some surprising changes, but, you know, some stuff has stayed the same. And uh, I don't know, for those teams that have kind of stayed at the top, you know, uh, Boomers, Shenanahads, Nibelonians, Shitty Sources even. Um, actually, Octo too. I mean, you're still up there, but I mean, like kudos for the consistency. I mean, some of these top teams are really like uh, kept the level of consistency is just uh i mean that that's the name of the game but that's like the hardest thing to do in fantasy especially in a year like this where we're getting like bonkers injuries and then you know freaking rando covid i don't know how you feel about the covid thing it feels like way more random this year um i i think our just expectations are different it feels like we're past it um but you know a lot of players getting it a lot of unvaccinated players get it and then they hit the different protocol you know if you're unvaccinated it's like almost likely that you're going to miss two weeks instead of just one. So um, yeah, it's been pretty wild. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I think we're going to call it there uh, and hopefully, you know, get back in the habit, maybe be back next week. I don't know. How, what do you say, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to, to close out the season. I think we got everything under control over here. Um, 
going to try to get some stuff up on the website next week, uh, painting the playoff picture. Cause those are always some of my favorite things to write are, you know, like what 10 things need to happen for bunnies yeah. to get to the playoffs too many this week to, to write all down, but by next week we should have a better picture and uh, I love digging into that stuff. So yeah, for sure. And we'll also make sure uh, we'll do power rankings. We'll do some mailbag. Um, you know, maybe this, uh, you know, sometimes distance, uh, from something, you know, shows you how much, uh, you truly care about it. So maybe we'll get, you know, people uh, will, will send us some voicemails since we've been gone for so long. So who knows? No pressure. Um, yeah. Anything to sign off with, Justin? I just, I wish I had more time to dig up stats, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't do any prep for this podcast. But I remember you making an offhand comment about how Andrew owns you. And mm-hmm. holy shit, man, he's 12 and 6 against you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why I don't forget. And that's why, uh, I don't take this matchup lightly. So Andrew, uh, I'm coming for you. I don't, you know, I do care though. I do want that top spot, but, uh, even if I, mean, I can't that, that's get it, my record against the Adams. Yeah. Like you are yeah. the Adams to the boomers. That's yeah, wild. For sure. And actually it wasn't it, like I beat Lucinda this year and that was my first time beating her. Um, I believe. Uh, yeah, I need to update all those stats, but yeah. thankfully I have a script that does that now. Cool. Anyway, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be back next week. We'll, we'll catch up on the week that was. But for Justin, this is Austin signing off. Uh, good luck to everyone out there. I mean, it's an absolute bloodbath. And just there's so many important matchups. We didn't even talk about matchup of the week because, I mean, frankly, they're all important. So, uh, you know, let's, let's all go above 200. Let's, let's really show, you know, a, a powerhouse week. And uh, Justin and I will see you next week on the podcast. Right, buddy. Oh, yeah. All right. So long. Yeah. Thoughts change so rapid. Turn about a fly. Fly ball happen. All the bees buzz. Bee, they buzz. Scream. They love me. First time I private airline. Accolade song got airtime. Going to my style, body, and feelings. And fix my airline. Calm down in front of cameras. Business hit tens of millions. I'm not that little boy I was introduced to at one.